somewhere else, not here. But uh, come to Happy Hour every Friday from 6 to 8 with Trina Roderick. Yeah, do that. When it's Wednesday at 2 o'clock and you hear that trippy music chiming in, you think to yourself, what am I listening to? Why am I here? Am I ready to listen to... Some call me Tim? I finally timed it out like a champion. Those who listen to Some Call Me to Some Call Me Tim would know that I usually don't time that out right. I'm super excited because today, as my special guest, I have comedy business maven of me? True Hustle Entertainment, Anthony Medina with us. Yes! Yay, that's me. Thank you so much, fam, for having me. I appreciate so it. Yeah. Maven. Yeah, what is, Maven. What does yeah. Maven mean? Uh, that it's someone who's um, different than the pack, thinking in a different way. Oh, wow. Uh, if you're a Maven, it's like uh, a, like a, a spawn or an originator, uh, huh. someone who's moving in other people. Like Okay, so there are, com- there are people who have comedy, you know, businesses or quote unquote they you know they produce shows and they all have different names we know but maven would be the one who's like the head behind you know one of the best or most forward huh. moving progressing well, thank you so much kind of, for that uh, yeah, I, I thought it was like like a wizard or sorcery sure or kind of maven yeah yeah okay and this is like a roman time or like a the i wonder what ages? the der- derivation of maven is from i would have to think that it's it's not french because they don't use a lot of v and if it's v they be not like maven yeah. it's got to be more possibly germanic or European I don't know I'm yeah. not Lithuania sure I don't no. think that it's Latin though I don't think that Maven comes from any Latin word okay alright well, we'll Google search later but, uh, yeah. but thank you so much Pat, yeah, for having thanks, me I appreciate thanks it thanks for being here so Some Call Me Tim is the show where we talk about things that you believe in yeah yeah I know that uh, you believe in true hustle and uh, you're, I mean it's been six years now that you have it, we're coming up on the six year anniversary of the good times at the grotto yeah yeah and uh, you'll be on that show thank I'm you super so much excited. for doing it and like yeah like uh, it, it's been pretty trippy because like especially with like these uh, yearly uh, you know annual whatever of like yeah, just a, yeah. what's happening you, you, you think back about what's been going on sure and you know you know how it is with here with Mutiny Radio and what you've been doing over the years and it's just like Wow, there's been a lot done. There's been a lot, yeah. Yeah, so Well, so you've got the free alcohol there at the great sports basement, which is amazing. It's always stacked with people. Uh, and you definitely figured out the whole thing with like people paying for a couch and all that reserved stuff. So smart. Yeah, yeah. If anything, uh, we do that over with the brainwash too with the tables. Yeah, it's super so you smart. Could, like, uh, it like free GA to kind of get in. Uh, that way, just as long as I know that people come, they're going to give because of right. you know, it's that whole karma effect that's one of the things I believe in it's a huge karma effect so whatever you give it's going to come right back to you sure and sure enough it's been happening but what you know this is philosophically yeah. why should people pay attention to comedians because it's the last freedom of speech oh so for me like with all this chaos that's going on in this world and like what am I, what can I do and stuff like this is the best that I could do because for me through comedy I was able to unlock the whole different different person huh then because of the idea that I just wanted a place to speak where, where, what would you be like if you'd never found comedy what do you think you would be doing angry Angry, angry, angry uh, just upset with like would everything that's going on. But would you still be working at the dildo factory? I mean, the the sex toy thing. Yeah. Would you? What do you think? 
where do you, if you, you know, what was it, nine years ago? Something you, like that. Something like that. So put yourself back into that space where you, right before you decided to do comedy, if you would have not gotten on stage and you would have said, no, I'm not going to go to the, did you go to comedy college? I did for like so, six months. So if you would have said that, you know, in that moment of like, you know what? No, I'm not going to spend money on this. I'm not going to do comedy college. Where do you think that if you could imagine yourself, where, what would you be? Where would you, what would you be like? And angry. We know you're uh, angry. Yeah. I would have been lost. Like really not knowing who I was. Cause right at the time before I started to do comedy, you know, I was like living the life, you know, I was living downtown. I had a beautiful girlfriend and like, uh, I thought I was living that life. What were you, what, what were you doing for money? Uh, so that's when I was working at the vibrator company. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah, you get some really beautiful uh, people coming around you when you work in the sex industry. Right, right. Uh, especially like I, I would uh, give out vibrators to all like girlfriends and things like that. Sure. And, yeah, absolutely. You know, they, they liked me because sure. of it and stuff. So like I would have been, I liked that attention, I guess. Right. And that's when I was like kind of getting into it, and it's just like, but then uh, after like she broke up with me, then. I had to like kind of relook at who I was as a person, huh? And uh, I like I had done comedy, but then once I had, was with her, I, then I was like I was about her, right? Right? And right, so right, like right, right. next thing you know, and back then I was like when I was in relationships, I would try and please the other as much as possible, sure. You know, and I ended I didn't know at the time, but like uh, I lost myself, I lost yeah. who I my own thoughts and beliefs were. Because you were so you were so codependent with that other person that you'd meshed their life into yours so completely exactly. that you didn't your all your wants and needs were fulfilling their wants and needs. Yeah, and it was just like a, a endless road that I was never going to really like attain the things that I really wanted to. Huh. And so uh, it was that particular moment. And I remember when I moved into my new spot, and it was like it was just trash everywhere because it was like an old basement. Huh. And that was the moment where I was like. I hit that was my rock bottom moment wow and I remember being in but a sleeping bag but things weren't that bad oh, yeah. I mean you had a job yeah you had a new good. place it was you had to clean it up yeah. yeah you lost a girl but you were what 23 yeah. uh, 26 26 okay, okay yeah. 26 yeah you're like this is it yeah, no well, I can't exactly. I'm in my bottom yeah. but, but like, I mean if that was your bottom that's a pretty high bottom that's yeah. that's nice yeah if anything that's what kind of helped me get through it initially and sure. like kind of like not get into a crazy funk sure you know because i heard these stories of people just going and i was just like you know what like how can i what's something that i want to do what's something that where was the last time i actually remember asking myself this when was the last time you felt like yourself well when did were you running during this period oh yeah heavily. you were so heavily. you were yeah, I was doing like probably 16 to 18 miles during these days because I was wow. just like, I was gone, you know? Wow. Like if I, you're, I always kind of like connect with uh, Forrest Gump. Sure, and sure. And like Crocodile Dundee. Yeah, absolutely. You know, these Mad Max, these solitude guys that like, right. it's like, you know what, like you just go and you sure. just move and then somehow the shit figures itself out. Right, right. So like, uh, I enjoyed 16 that. 16 to 18 miles, that's crazy. Yeah, 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 that's some serious like meditative state stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and if anything, it was just helping me sleep. Just sure. I'd be, I, I literally would just run till I was so tired, so that way, because I was, I couldn't sleep. Like right. I was like I was still sleeping right next to her, and we were like trying to figure out like what was gonna happen oh, next. Oh wow! So you broke up, but you were still living together. Yeah. So Ooh. Like, uh, yeah. Oh, so like, that's so hard. Yeah, but it only it, it happens like it was only for like a month because I found a place within three days. That's so good. And yeah. And so like uh, it, it happened quickly, you know. Yeah. And so at least I was out of there. 
and uh but like uh i remember i came back and i was like i tried to like not be around when she was right sure and i, and I thought she was like away and i put on like a james brown a super bad yeah and because when i'm in these funks i try and get myself out Absolutely. and one of the way i do it is do music and dance so next thing you know, I was just like dancing around, saying, so you're going to get through this and shit. Like, I'll like, tie myself, you know, reprogramming sure. myself. Absolutely. And uh, all of a sudden, I saw something in the corner move. <gasps> and I was, was like, there. she was there the entire time. Oh, no. <laughs> and then I was like, I was like, why did you say anything? And she was like, I thought you just, like were ignoring me. And like, no, I didn't know you were here. Exactly. It, yeah. it was actually the last laugh we had was that particular moment. So like, uh, but like, that's looking back, she was like. She got an inside view of what I was already saying within my mind. Right. You know, so I was just like, I had my day of like where I just balled out and just like, oh, what was going on? And then sure. after that, I was like, all right, get up. Let's do this again. So uh, I started moving. And then that's when I started thinking about what's, when was the last time you felt like yourself? And it was uh, comedy. Wow. It was comedy. And then so uh, the following Thursday, I hadn't been coming to the brainwashing, I would say like a year or year and a half. And, uh, I'm pretty sure Tony does remember. I know it's because there's so many people, but like uh, Tony came, he was like walking past me, and I was sitting on the couch. And I get up and I shake Tony's hand. Tony, uh, my name's Anthony, and I'm back. And th that's all I said. Yeah, right. <laughs> I didn't say like he kind of looked at me like, okay, well, what the yeah, hell is right? that? Mean? Yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah. But uh, that was the turning point. Sure. That was the turning wow. point, and it was like now looking back and that I was like, whoa. You didn't know what the fuck you were doing, but you didn't know, but who cares? <laughs> right, 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 right. But then you, you know, decided what you wanted to do, spent the right amount. We, you invested a lot of time. Yeah, time, and money, time, energy, yeah, all of it. everything. Because right when the grotto was about to start, I just knew I was going to be spending a lot of expense. And that's when I really started the whole True Hustle entertainment mm -hmm. side. And then, uh, sure enough, like, yeah, like some, even like when I make a lot of money today or like from jobs and stuff besides rent and like other like uh i it pretty much goes right back into comedy sure and you know more sound equipment you know more lighting whatever it right, takes right, to right. put on the show and make it look more professional yeah. and so uh it's, it, it's, it's weird it's like a tidal wave and like but now you're like before you felt like you're just being tossed around not knowing which way the waters go and now you can not only feel the riffs but even move them to your own approval sure so it's like be water be water yeah <laughs> you can move anywhere you yeah. can be in any yeah any circle or sphere yeah i love it moves that. on its own it, it, it yeah. helps me with uh, a lot of the chaos that goes on so much chaos yeah well and it's hard because in i mean we're dealing comedy is just all about we have all these egos and everybody thinks i mean it's yeah. hard it can be i mean it can be em yeah. emotionally difficult to navigate the ocean of comedy just because I mean I mean I have trouble with reality in my own life anyway like oh I can create my own reality but then the trouble for me becomes your reality has to touch real reality all the time and like when you become out of touch with your reality is when it starts getting things start getting wonky like when you think that your reality is one way and other people are like uh-uh anyways I always have trouble like navigating that sort of I don't know my 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 place in the sphere or and then I get too involved with it and it's like you know shut the fuck up nobody's thinking about you don't worry about it like sometimes I overanalyze things in a stupid way and I'm like that, that's just it's just being dumb because nobody's thinking about what I'm thinking about I'm just perseverating in my own mind so it's a it's kind of a lot of it's about getting over myself yeah. being like ugh, like please 
I feel you. Right and it's there. just it's just comedy. Like when it comes down to it, like it's not brain surgery. We're not necessarily. I mean, we could be saving lives. There might be a lot of depressed comedians that oh, might yeah. have committed we are suicide. Definitely saving lives. We might be saving lives. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We it's are. not like a you know rocket sciencey way, uh, but kind of. Yeah. From like a psychological esoteric. perspective, it's yeah. it's a lot. It's healing. Yeah. Yeah. Because like especially with all yeah like the it, the egos was the big thing. We're just like if not someone else's or per our own you know and it's just like I, I was feeling you right there with the whole yeah like sometimes you you, you want people to respond certain way if they don't and you're just like what is and then that's when i yeah have to check myself and be like you realize how much shit is going on sure you know like it not just within your world but in so many worlds and right. now we just have this one environment where all these worlds collect sure so it's like it's like its own like fucking uh the brainwash is like its own solar system absolutely so it's just like you have all these crazy ass planets colliding all the time. And, well, and there's always, I mean, the audience lets you know, although there was one night where I was on one of the showcases and the audience was just being hard. They just didn't like anybody. It was like everyone was working and I, I worked so hard and they just weren't into it. And I got off stage and I was like, geez, I worked hard for that. And everybody, everybody's sets, they were all kind of like, they didn't give a fuck about who was on stage or what was going on. They just, but it was, they were just a different audience. So I never try to blame the audience, but the audience usually tells you if they want to connect with you or not. Absolutely. And, and right now with everything that's going on in the world, like people are trying to connect, they're trying to disconnect. Who knows? Like why would, why people go to the brainwash? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's an interesting little area. Like, especially like, Amongst the comedians and crackheads. Right, exactly. Yeah, you know, well, what a cross-section. Yeah. We were talking today, we were trying to like um, figure out how if we could make an example of what happened with the Louis C.K. masturbation thing, if we could put it on our own scale. And I said, what it would be is if a comedian that we knew went into the brainwash and started jacking off in the bathroom but didn't lock the door. And someone went boop, 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 boop and walked in and saw them jacking yeah. off and then somehow they had someone else to close the door so you couldn't leave and then you had to watch like that was the only way we could possibly conceptualize that, yeah, like that's, dealing with like how, who knows how this shit happens around and stuff cause like that, that is one thing that is just like it, it's such a hot topic right now right yeah you yeah. know and it's just like yeah it's coming to the light and it's just like but that's karma too yeah but I wouldn't yeah. really I mean I wouldn't really care like let's say there was a comedian I don't want to say anybody because I don't want to like slander them in any way but let's say comedian X you know is in the bathroom jacking off they don't lock the door I walk in I'm gonna close the door walk out get on stage and be like uh so and so's jacking off on the you know and like make fun of it I'm not gonna freak out about it and be like I feel violated because they tricked me into seeing their penis I'm gonna be like but it's only because they don't have any power over me all the comedians were all the same so if it was like I mean, it'd have to be like Robin Williams was in there or something, yeah. and he and then he'd be like, "I'm gonna give you a special if you yeah. don't say anything." <laughs> like that's the only way that we could. Like, even I can imagine, like, let's say I don't want to slander, but like Barry Sobel, if he did that, but he still doesn't have any power anymore. Yeah. So who even? You'd be like, <laughs> "What are you doing?" So it's it's impossible for me to conceptualize like the non-consensual sexual activity with the power move at the same time because none of us have any power yeah it's like it's one of those things where people like to abuse the power more than sure. uh, actually getting off on like i'm doing like it's just like i could get away with this you right know? and i'm just like dude like if this is your main goal 
Like, what's going to happen long term? What's the most deviant thing that you'd like, you would want to get away from in a in an imaginative reality, in, in our reality, but let's imagine, let's play a game. If okay. you could get away with one deviant activity without anybody caring yeah. or knowing, what would it be? So deviant meaning? Deviant meaning sort of against the realms of accepted society so like for example masturbating in public uh-huh. is deviant okay because you're not supposed to do that we've all sort of agreed as people you uh-huh. don't get to flash your dick in public without consent and you can't do it in public anyways i guess you can if you're walking down the street I naked guess. but you're not allowed to masturbate or you can't sit on a bench without a towel like uh-huh. those are some of the rules but nudity is okay i guess like licking ass in public in public yeah like uh so sniffing like, like a dog. Well, like, like uh, I, I've always like thought about like it'd be cool. There's like a little parlor where you could just lick ass or sort of lick sure. pussy and shit. I think sure. that would be my deviant shit. You know. So, so other people watching you. Do you that, want it in public with everyone watching you, or in a place where people can, there can be a consensual thing where they're like, yeah, I'll watch you. I, I think it'd be a little bit of both where I like to see like what I would get off on. I guess. So like red light district kind of thing where there's a windowed something yeah. you get you're acting in this window in this capacity yeah i kind of and everybody's kind of everyone's okay with it interesting yeah i would like okay. to like test it out just to kind of be like yeah like i really like doing it but at the same time i shouldn't be doing this out in public sure 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 so like all right yeah, that, that would be what or that was the thing that popped into my mind so that's that's like two sort of well i don't we don't like getting butthole or pussy used uh-huh. to be a deviant activity uh-huh. now it's pretty accept, accepted um but definitely sex in public is still uh, and especially oral sex in public. That's very. That's a, that's a definite deviant thing. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of what my deviant thing would be. Um, I wouldn't want to masturbate in public because I'd be too embarrassed. So that's why I'm like this whole masturbation in public thing. I'm like it's just kind of a pathetic losery kind of thing to do anyways. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like especially when you think of a guy masturbating, he's kind of hunched over yeah. and he's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? He's like <laughs> like a little trolley weirdo, and yeah. you're like that. How is that? It's almost like you're emasculating yourself by doing it. Yeah. So for me, it's almost like a funny act where I'm like, <laughs> and then it get takes out of so that bridge, and yeah, it like a troll. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but I'm I'm trying to think what would my deviant activity be you know it would have to be uh probably being able to be high in public without having to hide it like so for example whenever i do acid i would never tell anybody that i'm on acid i just do it and because that's kind of like i feel like it needs to be a secret or something but if you could legitimately be like i'm fucking tripping balls and be on the bus and be like hey you know how you want to talk about Jesus or what? Just like whatever. I don't even. I just saw Jesus. That's what I thought. Of. But I think the deviant activity would be for me open hallucinogenic drug use. Yeah, I think we're getting there someday. Okay. Maybe. Yeah, I think in about 15, 20 years, there's some countries of Portugal. Sure. Portugal yeah, it's, all, like, it's all legalized. Yeah. So it's like, uh, and sure enough, like, like no one's gone crazy over there. Right. 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 <laughs> like no the, one's like addiction rates sure. have dropped. Sure. You know, uh, health care is up. Yeah. You know, just because like now there's not a bunch of people sharing a needle. Right. Yeah. A lot, lot less hepatitis. A yeah. uh, lot less. You go in for your hit. You go. It's like a regular doctor right. visit. It's, the stigma based off like like the majority of it is the stigma that sure. society puts on it and it's still that's why um, marijuana usage it's taken a long time and it's going to be really interesting with the legalization in 2018 
2019, the recreationalization here in California. It's weird because years ago, my parents told me, like, because I worked for the pot industry, and they're like, you're going to get in so much trouble. <laughs> you're going to get arrested, and uh, your life is going to fall apart because uh, of your love of marijuana. You're uh, two steps away from being homeless. And how, like, the stigma, like, uh, they're really stigmatized to this marijuana usage. And I love weed. I don't understand why we've decided to demonize it, excepting that we just sort of picked up societal uh, stigma of, like, because the government tricked us into it. Oh yeah, you were a maven in that case. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, oh yeah, I'm yeah. on the. I was like, yeah. I love drugs, but I do. I love, I love marijuana. I love yeah. tinctures. I love yeah. all of it. And I, it's, it's like me embracing my love of that is what has fundamentally changed my life because I used to have to hide it. Um, and it was one of the big one of the reasons I would I would cite it in one of the reasons for my divorce yeah. is that my ex-husband had a DEA license and we'd go to a party oh, wow. and he'd pull me aside before because he was an emergency veterinarian yeah. so they all have doctors all have DEA licenses too you know but he, we'd go to, he'd be like can you not talk about weed at this party could you please just not talk about weed wow. and I was like are you kidding this is like what and I and I always ended up talking about weed because yeah. everybody smokes weed. Like everybody loves it. But yeah. it was such a stigmatized thing for sure in that community that, you know, yeah. I was being a dick. Yeah. If anything, uh, for Christmas, I want to bring my dad. Uh, I have this magazine, Dope Magazine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're and, rad. Yeah. And like uh, I picked up an issue because uh, Vicente Fox was on it. Oh, he was cool. the former president of Mexico. Yeah. And uh, he actually grew up in the same uh, town or side that my dad grew up. So they knew or he knew of him and stuff wow. like that. Uh, but he supports the legalization of marijuana here in the United States because of like the impact that it has in Mexico. Yeah. And meanwhile, my dad's old school Mexican, so he's like, "Oh, marijuana. It's, yeah. it's, I love it's it. Bad. It's bad. It's, yeah. yeah like, well, that's what like, they. Dude, it's not. It's not. Right? My parents still think it's you know terrible. Yeah. If anything, that do? might be my deviant thing is smoking at my parents' house. Like, that's, that's pretty deviant. <laughs> Without there it them is. saying like, "Oh, you right know? when you get the old, um, you get the." The air, the freshener, not the air freshener, yeah. but you get the, the the toilet paper tube and you uh. stuff one end with the with the um, Febreze cloth yeah. or what's the thing that the, you know the snuggle fabric softener. That, okay. You take the fabric huh. softener and you That's stuff it into um, either a toilet paper roll or a, a paper towel roll and you go in the bathroom and you turn the water on and then you smoke your pot and you blow it through. Ah. So it comes out of the air freshener and then the water also makes it just kind of go away like it attaches the steam. These are old school techniques uh. I used in college in the early 90s so that our RA wouldn't know yeah. that we were smoking pot. We'd go in the bathroom, close the door, turn on the shower, really, really hot, paper towel holder, uh, See, fabric softener that blow. sucks that like I've, as much as like how, how technical and so advanced you became you still yeah. like we're gonna do what you love yeah and then uh, but we couldn't smoke thing, a joint yeah. we, and the crazy thing was we had a balcony oh. but we couldn't smoke a joint on the balcony because we were worried about it somebody smelling it yeah. and getting in trouble we could smoke cigarettes on the balcony but we couldn't smoke joints it was so weird yeah. it was like and smoking a pipe we'd be afraid it was like we'd, we, we really we smoked inside in the bathroom it was like yeah. shh don't you know what but this is like 92 to 96 yeah. so a couple years ago uh, we were, I was hanging out with some friends and they had like some Australian friends in town you know they were cute girls and stuff like that and like we were uh, they're like hey we, we want to like want to go have a smoke outside I'm like, okay I, I'm gonna go smoke some weed they were smoking cigarettes and then uh like I was rolling it, and then one of them said, "Oh, yeah, smoking weed was that? That was cool in high school." And then I was like, "They went from like attractive to like, eh, nah. yeah, to, 
Get the fuck out of my face. You, you went know? from a 9.7 yeah. to a 4.2. Yeah. Like, now your true colors come out. Right, right. <laughs> and it was just like, uh, but that was like a turning point right there for me. It was just like, you know what? It's not like they like I have to be with somebody that's like super into it, but they have to at least accept it. That'd be like, hey, this is yeah. it's not as bad as what you read or see on TV. Like, right. and, like back in the day, it used to make people kill. It never did. Right? No, you exactly. Know? Reefer Madness, the <laughs> yeah. whole smear campaign. Uh, yeah, no, it worked. Like, it worked, but it's because the government or the pharmaceutical companies don't want us having control over our own medicine. Absolutely. They don't want us to grow our own medicine. They don't yeah. want that. They want us to take pills and yeah. do these things. And it's crazy because, and I wonder what's going to happen with, um, if people are going to start blaming the obesity epidemic, which already exists. There's a third of Americans. And sometimes in some states, more than a third are obese, meaning that their BMI is 30 and above. And, uh, which is bought, body mass index we're fine we're skinny people but that's because whatever but the majority so i'm wondering if in the future they're going to be like oh the obesity epidemic and or places with weed and they eat too much yeah. blah, blah, blah. i'm like oh please that's already existed yeah. our our weirdness i don't but think the munchies are going to come into play if anything it's going to come from a financial perspective and like right. uh, being unhealthy uh, means more expensive. Well, but so, they like that because yeah, exactly. if you have diabetes, you're going to spend more in the hospital. That's and you're going to buy more pills, and yeah. you're going to. And it's crazy how like type two diabetes, how many people have it, yeah. and children, and yeah. And then all the major corporations are already set for this whole movement, and also the FDA is coming up with their own synthetic version of it, which stay oh. away from that, please. Right. Well, the Marinol, like, uh, the Marinol is very interesting. Um, years ago. I had access to Marinol, which is pharmaceutical grade THC. It's made in a lab, though. It's not real. It's a cannabinoid that's made in a lab. And uh, it's called Marinol. And it was really strong. They're in little orange pills. And there's like a, it's like an oily liquid inside of them. And it's, they're really interesting. And they make you really high for like six hours. Wow. They're really amazing. But it's like, why not just use natural extracts and cannabinoids? Why? Why formulate it in a lab? Yeah. Why would you do that? Um, I don't know, but it's it's been around for a long time since, let's see, I, I had a bunch of it in 2006. Oh, wow. So, yeah. yeah it'll be interesting to see because like, we're going to see so many phases like as it becomes more like... Unre- like well, like, one of the laws when we passed it for recreational use in California, we all decided that big business isn't allowed in for five years, which I don't uh, think was enough time. I think it should have been 10. Yeah. Because big business wants in. Like you said, they already have everything done. They've had it for years. Yeah. Uh, Marlboro has had the packaging for marijuana cigarettes for years and they've just been waiting for the you know, recreationalization of it. Um, But it is five years before big business can come in, but they're already fucking the farmers by sort of redistricting zones. So what's happening up in Humboldt County and Chico in these areas is that people who have had farms for 25 years, suddenly they're saying, oh, you're not zoned for a farm. If you want to be zoned, you have to be in this area. And they're like, but we don't have that land. And what are we? So we're supposed to take our 25 year farm, sell it and move to a different farm. It's just not feasible yeah. for people to do that. So they're kind of trying to 
fuck over the farmers a little bit. Oh, yeah. And chances are that other property is probably owned by government or sure. semi-big corporate. Right. So that way it just, hey, so you're it's more than welcome zoned. to plant. Yeah. yeah. So they'll be bringing over their product. Right. And so like, and it's there, like those farmers have their thing down to the science for years, decades yeah. now. Yeah. And so like, uh, it, and it, they've it's got so the, sad. they've got all the packaging, they've got all the money. Yeah. And so it squeezes out the, you know, individual artisan. But then you got to think like, it's like, you know, Gallo wine for, or Charles Shaw versus Claude de Bois or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's going to be crappy crap. Yeah. There's always going to be like, you know, regular shitty camel cigarettes. And then there's American spirits. And yeah. then there's going to be, you know, so it's like, will it, you know, but then there, I don't know how but, it's all going like, to work. We'll see the same effect as... Uh, you know the local breweries oh uh-huh. you know craft beers right you know like yeah there are going to be those crappy but then that means people are going to want a little bit more and sure enough like uh if you start growing it yourself you learn so much absolutely you know i did my sixth season this year and uh it was my best and it was like i'm having a lot more fun and i'm ready to really like uh start to experiment sure and be like wh- what direction do i really want to go with and the land that i got that i'm working with is good and it's not like anything crazy just you know enough for me sure I pass Absolutely. out some friends and sure. just self-sustainability right you know? like, exactly I, I don't just do it from my personal life. i do it also in the production so i, I want to be self-sustainable absolutely and off of that you just learn a lot about yourself and i mean it's it's an amazing you're growing something it's an amazing little plant yeah for and sure. you have to think about it and it's like a, it's not a sentient being but you watch it grow and you pay attention to something other than yourself for and sure. you reap the benefits at the end for sure the more time and attention you spend on it the more you reap the rewards at the end oh yeah you think about the soil you think about the water and you think about i mean and there's the other way of like johnny pot seed where you just throw it in the backyard and see what happens i mean i like that nature god way too where you like Uh, just throw it out there and see what happens i I talk to them oh that's great oh you know that kind of thing and just to kind of be like you know give it personality you know so that way it just feeds off my energy and then you know, the, the best ingredient you could give to any, like, any type of specimen of this planet is just love. Well, attention. Yeah. Attention is love, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah it's a, it, like, whatever you pay your attention to, you are putting some sense of love into it. Sure. Even if it's something that you're pissed off about, you're loving to hate in that moment. Right, stuff. exactly. So it's like... Well, it's it, intention. Yeah. Like, and for me, for me personally, like, uh, the fact that I personally can't give birth, this is a great way for me to kind of... Uh, live that sure. little moment like Absolutely. obviously I'm not going through the pains and all that stuff but, but just no, to see life but now there's a lot of pain there's I mean it's all kinds of things happen when you're growing and it's a long I mean it's a longer period it's almost like a pregnancy period like mm-hmm. a gestation like a nine month sort of process with from seed and germination through drying and smoking it's yeah. what it's like a nine month process yeah you gotta watch it grow mess with the lights or yeah. you know you gotta you have to pay attention to it yeah it, like it's definitely helped with patience too yeah you know cause like uh, especially with all the shows and stuff like yeah the patience has definitely helped and it comes from me just like hanging out in the backyard and just getting lost in my own thoughts and but still sure. be around life right and just be like wow and then also being aware of the seasons right you know where you're just like oh okay so this is how we're supposed to live you know like right like, self, like this I know that self sustainability kind of thing it's yeah yeah, so it, you know what? If the end of the world happened, if it has already happened, whatever, like, uh, I, I, I just want to focus on the whole self-sustainability you side. Know, what if, what if it already is over? I always think about things like that. Like, what if 
because the stars are so many light years away that when we see them, they could already be burned out. So we don't even know. So everything could have already, the universe could have already imploded. It just hasn't reached us yet. Yeah. So the end already exists, but we just haven't experienced it yet. I yeah. Well, even then, even if the end has happened, that means a new beginning is happening because with every ending is a new beginning and vice versa. Sure. So it's just like, even if the star collapses, you know, there's like, uh, there's supernovas that collapse and reborn are like hundreds of times. Right. They like, keep sure. saying that the, the universe is, expanding and I'm like how is it expanding yeah how is it getting bigger how is it taking up more space is there anything space exists is there something beyond the space I I, it's just too esoteric for me if anything uh, breathing you know when you're breathing like really like like the the more you concentrate on the breathing like the deeper the breaths get and then like the more you deeper they get the the longer the exhales are so and then you bring it back in again so it's like it's almost like a pulse in itself uh-huh. so it's like i wouldn't be surprised if like the universe is like a form of consciousness that's sparking neurons all the time huh so you're just like constantly getting these like electromagnetic pulses going through everywhere and it's like it, it goes out and in out and in and it's just a constant like ever expanding type of like expansion or like that's the yeah, way how it's I try crazy to feel to about it. well and so do you think you believe in life on other planets you oh believe absolutely that, abs- that it's just too it's how the hubris of us to think that we're alone in the universe yeah if anything uh just the audacity of human species to think that we're so advanced and stuff. Right, it's right, just right. like, we don't even know how to even take care of our own planet. Absolutely. You know, and it's like, that would make sense why intelligent life has not wanted to contact us because we're not that intelligent. <laughs> I think they yeah. already did. I think that, yeah. I think that like whales and dolphins and squids, I think cephalopods are certainly from space and the ones that live super down in the depths of the ocean, which is like a vacuum, much like space. Like why can't cephalopods live in space? Yeah. I don't know. Like space squid. Oh yeah, there's everything out there. I mean, why not? They could have lived in some weird thing, and they, they could have been on a ice thing that landed in our ocean and melted, and suddenly now we have. They're like, ah, we were in space and we couldn't breathe, and we're down here and we can't breathe. Like, wow. Yeah. I mean, they're like see-through creatures with like brains and beaks, and you know, it's like they're and proboscis tentacles. How is that? It just seems so alien to me. Oh yeah, like there's definitely. Uh, like I feel there's all different lives of species all around us you right. know there's like outside of just plants and regular animals that we bred for ourselves sure so it's like uh, like there are just it, it, it comes down to like a it's like a random ass place in the solar system where it's like it, it's a cool bar to be the <laughs> earth you know right. you come get trash you know you get trash <laughs> to play stuff like that have a good time maybe have yeah. some love maybe have some fun whatever stuff. Play, play with a tiny dog that shouldn't exist exactly <laughs> like, so you why? just say like, but like it's like there are there is the idea of like a people who want to control and like that power struggle and it's like if you're worried about that like I personally don't know what direction you're going in but good luck uh, for me personally like it's just like what can I just do for my own immediate environment but then why aren't you okay but you, you so you say power doesn't interest you I guess that's why true hustle works because if you were interested in power you'd I don't know it'd be kind of a dick maneuver or whatever like people in charge of things when they're specifically after power 
I don't know. Uh, Do we know anybody? Like, I'm trying to think of like, I mean, I can think of like our president right now kind of seems like one of those people or, you know, the people like Harvey Weinstein, who was like use, abusing his power in different ways to, you know, yeah. it's interesting to me when people like, yeah, use and abuse their but the, the power. But it, you don't seem after that. So, and I'm not, I mean, I'm not. Well, if anything, it's like a. It, 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 it's funny how you say like oh, it might, I might be in a position of power of like in the comedy community here but at the same time like uh, the way how I got to it was to kind of like not think about it you know even though I have had like uh, issues in the past where it's like yeah well why am I not getting more attention you know that kind of the ego comes back in again but then after I'm able to kind of pass myself and be like, you know, just do what you've been focusing on. then, And I just focus on the tasks at hand. And sure enough, like that other power, whatever you want to call it, comes in. And also my relationships are a lot stronger because I wasn't focused on that. Right. Whereas uh, that's where we got with these beings that are fucking like they want to control this shit. And it's just like, dude, like with this ever expanding universe and consciousness you can't control him <laughs> right right <laughs> like, well is, is that the thing is it that people feel it, i mean is is the desire for power is that actually a sign of weakness because it means that you can't fucking deal with the chaos and you have to somehow compartmentalize it and you have to control it absolutely and so therefore d- the desire for power is a weakness even yeah. though people see it as maybe a strength yeah it's like well, that's why their biggest like uh, weapon is fear right you know like and when you think about fear it's because wh- whoever's really good at fear means they've had experienced a lot of fear themselves huh. so for me it's yeah. like like I'm tired of being scared you know I grew up in an inner city of America saying like Don't, you're not gonna make it past 25 you know like I grew up in like environments where it's just like I could've gotten my ass kicked I could've gotten shot Wait, well the drive-bys I was always you know one of my weird dreams is or thoughts is that just a stray bullet just kind of randomly yeah. goes through my apartment and kills me and it's like it, it was someone shot a gun into an air into the yeah. air or they it was a drive-by and they missed yeah. but that kind of or the wrong house and you, you know and it's that fear of stories of like South Central where yeah. there's just drive-bys every night and all you hear is gunfire and small children yeah. could be sleeping in bed and just a stray bullet goes pow, like that fear. Yeah. Based on how many shots are fired compared to how many hit, uh, a lot of people in South Central are horrible shots. <laughs> <laughs> they miss everything, you know? Right. But every once in a while there will be, you know, like, and even then, like people say, oh, wrong time, wrong place. Uh, chances are they had a family member connected to gangs so it's like as much as wrong time the, the fact that they are so there's like a lot more factors that go but in even just, culturally hispanic people like to shoot guns in the air for yeah. celebration and when you shoot a gun in the air that has an actual bullet like shooting a blank for the noise or whatever mm-hmm. but when you shoot an actual bullet it goes up right and then it comes down and it reaches terminal velocity so it starts coming down and it starts going 9.8 meters per second squared and you could just be walking around and a bullet could just come straight down and it could kill you yeah yeah if anything uh, we went, random, we though. went shopping one time we came we came back and there was a hole and like a, there was a bullet like that came <gasps> through uh, at my it was my brother's room at the time. Whoa. Or like my I know it was my room or something. I forget what. But so like scary. Uh, yeah, it wasn't like but like 
there was no one around you know like right. so as much like yeah you could think about it but the if you think about percentage wise and how like much space and like the the sure. amount it's, of bullets that it's are a going needle around. in a haystack exactly yeah, yeah. You, know, yeah. you like you could probably get bitten by a shark too right exactly know? well it's the same thing as the i remember the beginning of the there was a, I used to watch Six Feet Under religiously and there was the beginning of one of them where the person's just gardening in their backyard and from a plane they discharged the poop or whatever yeah. and it hit them and it killed them. Like it came down so fast <laughs> that it you was got like they shit. got killed by the poop that was wow. let out by a plane that went down in the wrong place and just went That's funny. Yeah, like, and, and those stories happen. You know, there's yeah, something along those One lines. in a million, but it yeah, happened. Exactly. It's that but that's one the story. fear. That's the... You know, suddenly they've implanted that in me. The thing that they've been trying to scare me with now, they, whatever, I finally started watching that American Horror Story-like series, and it's awful. There is so much rape and so much sexual deviance in it, and just the with Lady Gaga and stuff. It's just, it is so extreme. It's like, is this where we are now? Like, this is how we up to, this is what's horrifying to us. It is so far out there that I'm like how is this even who's even thinking of this mm-hmm. I can't even this is supposed to scare I'm like this is how we scare people now it's so extreme it's like you have to slice everybody's throat with your fingernail and drink their blood and then yeah. fuck their dead body like really on FX I, I mean it's crazy to me oh yeah it's like um, it, it's all programming at the end of the day so just watch what you program yourself with right you know that's why I like it's kind of funny how that place is called brainwash right you know cause like I, I like to think that we're brainwashing people into being like hey like there's some real live shit going on you right. know and right. it's like these are real people's fears these are real people's stories so it's like I, I like to believe that hearing seeing that happen is a, way more intense both positively and negatively sure you know and like uh but at the same time it helps to connect you're brave enough to reality. get up there yeah and the it's fact that like uh there. it's like it's talking to people is america's number one fear that's so sad that's so funny to me that yeah. that's people's fear yeah it's, wow it, it's so sad at the same time though like uh, i think it's a way to uh control people's uh, voices sure you know just to like that way if no one wants scared, to hear what i have to say exactly right. so then next thing you know we get stuck in our own little minds which we always will be we're all gonna die alone like you know so right. it's just like a matter of like how you want to die by yourself sure and just like you know like how funny w- that we live our it, lives thinking we have purpose that and then <laughs> it, it, but if you're not able to speak how would you even know what it is for for yourself Right. So that's the part where I highly suggest people, yeah, try it, see what it feels. You don't have to do comedy. You can do some toasts or some shit. Just you should be able to find a forum where you could uh, express yourself. Sure. You know, in some manner, form, and then that through there, you'll be able to find out how you want to live. So that way, when the death process does occur, the life would be as fulfilled as it can be. Right. Well, I mean, we look at look at how people spend their day. I would be very interested to see, because uh, when I used to live my bourgeois lifestyle, I watched a lot of TV. <laughs> like I watched like eight hours a day. Wow. Okay? I'd, I'd get home from work and I'd sit on the couch and I'd turn it on and it would be on until I either fell asleep in front of the couch or until, like we used to think it was a big deal that we didn't have a TV in our bedroom. We'd be like, we keep it in the other room, but then we just fall asleep on the couch in front of the TV, so who cares, right? You know, but I was spending, it'd be interesting to see how people spend their time. How much time is at work? How much time is on TV? How much time is eating? 
and comparing that with someone like a comedian who, you know, or someone who, I don't know, reads books. I mean, as the way I spend my time, I'm sure that it would be vastly different than... I think that what I'm trying to get to is that we have so much leisure time as Americans because yeah. we don't have to work so hard for... You know, if we want butter, we go to the store and we buy butter. We don't have to go out to the cow, get the milk, sterilize the things, get a butter churn, churn the butter, get it, pack it, wait. Like, we don't, we just go downstairs to the store and we buy the butter. Yeah. So, all the things that we used to have to do for survival or sustainability are gone now because it's all within our convenience. So, now we have all this leisure time and we just don't know how to spend it. So, what we do is we create weird sicknesses like hoarding or like gambling addictions or like drug addiction yeah. whatever because you know people don't have time to be drug addicts when they have to you know be a rice farmer and yeah. they have to be up every morning in slogging around in the bog picking up rice by hand yeah. right like there's just no time yeah and then like the person watching is like the entire time they like, I don't want to be an addict like that, but they're watching the show that right. supports that type of mentality. Sure. So it's like, that's like the hypocrisy there. Where I was like, what? Like, you're scared to do that, but yet you watch that. And then next thing you, you know, you watch the commercials. You and yeah. now, that you're, now you're an addict to McDonald's and you got your, you know. Oh, yeah. But we're an addict to the t- TV. It's like, it's just vapid consumption of time. Yeah. It's just, it's consuming time without any meaning or thought. I mean, well, I mean, I guess you can watch TV critically, but who does that? Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, like, <laughs> even the best minds will get lost at some point. Sure. It's so, like, I'm it, just watching it now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if anything, like, uh, that's the part of the program you just got to be aware of. You know, if you're watching six hours straight marathon of Law & Order CSV dun, dun. unit, yeah, then guess what? You might be dehumanizing the idea of pedophilia and rape. Absolutely. You know? yeah. Grandma yeah. grandma could talk about it like nothing now. Right. And like there's Isn't no emotion. Yeah. And I'm just like, that's the reason why there's marathons about them. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> so it's like, even like, well, you know, when you binge watch a, 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 you know, we were talking about Stranger Things and uh-huh. stuff. And you know, like, if anything, I knew I was going to be like, yeah, like, there's going to be like eight to 12 hours that are going to be gone right. just into this sure. particular thing. And I prepare myself for it. You know? right. And I try to do stuff before and then I just get lazy, do the it's thing. It's like a big movie. Out. It's like watching Lord of the Rings or something. Yeah. It's just a different sort of movie watching. Stranger Things is so good though. Although it does, <laughs> the, the problem is that everything inevitably turns into a soap opera. Like oh, yeah. everything else where it's like, look, we're following these characters and how do we connect to them? And it's all, uh, you know, like it eventually, that's why I like how things now are sort of finding an end for themselves rather than how they used to go on and on like friends it's like okay now we have a funny soap opera it's so stupid oh Rachel gets pregnant and then whose baby is it she's gonna get married to Joey and I didn't even watch the show and I know all this weird shit but it's cause I don't know I think we just let things go on too long because they're trying to make money off it or they know people like it or it's like just finish it the beginning and middle and end of the story don't let it get dumb yeah the biggest investment that we've had in, in a good portion of society is the marketing PR industry <laughs> where like they know how to tap into you at any time of the day no matter what yeah. your background is no matter what your ethnicity your sexuality is they sell us everything like they sell us soap right and it's just like just be aware of it like I'm not gonna say don't watch this don't watch that watch what you're gonna watch but at the same right. time realize that you are having 
two to six hours of this mental process going through your mind which means it's going to be plugged in sure so it's just like as long as you're just aware and then you can plug in and out and then uh, when you're plugged in all right do it and then when you're out just realize all right that's like coming back to the reality of what our reality is it's so silly to me because every i mean we need toothpaste but why do we have to have i mean there's like a redonkulous amount of toothpaste brands how is that even a thing you know like that we diversify we have so many products now we have so many products that there's enough room in the marketplace for all of those products to compete with one another when they're ostensibly the same thing yeah and we can make it ourselves and we could yeah you can use um baking soda and peroxide it's not that big of a deal yeah it's just very white yeah because even when i go in and i try and buy some toothpaste or something like that i find myself talking to myself sure just being like well which one speaks to me it's like all right well i guess this one's like more of a male so i guess over here but this one doesn't have fluoride that's what i'm trying to go and i'm just like uh, i'm just like next you know if i spend more than like two to three minutes i'm going into this deeper darker hole of like who am i right based off a of toothpaste, toothpaste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when my buddy moved here from uh, the philippines he was like uh maybe nine or ten and he said that the most amazing thing the, the reason that he knew he would always love america is he walked into a grocery store and there were like the cereal aisle blew his fucking mind wow the cereal the aisle. cereal aisle he was like Ah, because when he was growing up, there weren't, I mean, there weren't that, like they'd, Hostess was a big deal. There's a story about Hostess cupcakes and Twinkies and Ding Dongs and that he would sell plastic bags outside the store because like a Ding Dong was like the equivalent of $5 for one. And he'd save up all this money to have this American treat. It was so amazing. They just didn't have things like a cereal aisle. There was just one type, or yeah. and it was in a bag. If it was cereal, or it would be like oats, or it would be whatever else. It would be noodles, or whatever they were eating for breakfast. But he he said that he was in the cereal aisle in like Safeway, and he just it blew his like ten year old little mind to shreds that there were so many. That's crazy. Yeah. And I mean, we can we if you walk in the cereal or the cookie aisle or whatever, it's like it's it's overwhelming. That it, there's this much diversification with the thing that's man-made that we don't even need. Breakfast cereal is like something that we don't. You could eat fruit for breakfast. Oh yeah, it comes off a tree. You oh, could yeah. make if you want a piece of toast, eat a piece of bread. Why did we all of a sudden decide that we want like this? I mean, it's like beyond granola. This weird flaked product that's a like a wheat byproduct with with vitamins in it we suddenly decided that instead of eating like a smoothie or kale or eating vitamins from a natural source that no we need to have it fortified for sure it's just crazy that we've and that so much of our society is built on this just these products and then selling these products and buying these products i i did this that's the part where i'm like oh gosh like to the point where i only eat like once a day now like actually wow. just because i like yeah like it's like what the fuck am i supposed to do and but at the same time i i feel good yeah. i feel healthy i feel like i yeah like i walked probably walked like around four or five miles today so i went to got a burrito i ate that a little stuff but at the same time i like i know i had a nice walk i'll probably have a little bit more movement later on yeah and it's like but at the same time like 
the idea of three day three meals a day that whole two thousand calories based off the FDA. Which when was the last time they did something good? Right, 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 right. <laughs> I mean, and I don't think I, I might eat two thousand calories a day if I put in how much beer I drink. Now nah, I still don't hit. Maybe, maybe, maybe. But then also I, I burn a lot of calories too. So there's, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Like how, but obviously I'm doing fine. Like there's no. Oh yeah. It's just like, it, it comes back to the fear factor. Like don't become obese. Like well, don't be afraid. Remember yeah, like fat free stuff, like getting, oh, fat, I mean, it was oh, this whole thing that fat free cookies and fat, it's a total scam. Yeah. Total scam. And everyone in the nineties believed it. Oh, like yeah. somehow eating fake diet I mean ugh remember the chips do you remember the chips that had like it was called like Loestra or something and it was a fake oil that you wouldn't absorb and so these there were these chips that were made in this weird oil and it said on the back caution may give you anal leakage because it was a chip that you could eat as many as you wanted of and this oil that you could eat as much as you wanted of because your body would not absorb it it was not absorbed the calories so that it would just flow right through you so it gave a lot of people sort of like anal leakage which is diarrhea when you're not expecting it like you'd be sitting down and all of a sudden oh my god but it was this they were selling these chips and people were into it like half the like half the calories of normal potato half the shit half the calories all the taste well it goes back to that marketing PR you know like anytime like Somebody says they're in marketing PR. I'm like, oh shit! Like, I I feel they're good people, oh, but at the same time, yeah. they're pushing some shady shit like eighty to ninety percent of the time. You yeah, know? and yeah. I'm just like, I don't care what industry you're in. Like, if you're in marketing or PR, it's like that's some sketchy shit. Unless you know exactly what you, the product. Like, if you start it yourself, because right. like otherwise, like yeah, like they just like just make it look pretty, and then sure. like, you know, and just have somebody talk. Nice well, it depends. About it. I mean, there's these new chips that came there's skinny girl chips or whatever and it's like it's this special marketing where it's like pink and it has this like it's sort of like a cartoon thing so it's like marketing to this young and it's like half the I mean it's it's just I see it I see the marketing I see the packaging I see what they're doing it's I don't buy a lot of things and I don't buy a lot of pre-made food like the the only time I buy things that are pre-made or like cheese obviously i'm not making my own cheese so that's something that i'm buying it's usually trader joe's or there's some frozen foods but then they're all trader joe's frozen foods like i don't buy like you know bagel bites or some shit yeah um i so most of my foods are like whole foods they're fruits and vegetables and meats and you know i'll buy my bread i guess and tortillas but again I mean, I'm just trying to think of like what if they if they get to me. I don't. There's definitely something like if anything. um, There's definitely with the cannabis side of it for sure. Whatever you intake the most of, right? You know, that's that's where they got you. Sure. But at the same time, like the more you understand of what you intake, the better you know what you're intaking. Sure. Because like yeah, like that like you know I go to the dispensaries. And I pick up and, you know, I ask about how much the THC, the content. Sure. But it's like, I really don't know where it's coming from. Right. You know? So, like, yeah. as much as I, and it's a There's cool a, vibe a and shit. based, yeah. And, and I, I buy into it, you know? Sure. I, I, but at the same time, I'm aware that I'm buying into this. And at the same time, I'm also growing my own to be like, oh, this is how it's like. And comparatively to, to see, yeah, what, I also don't agree. They, you know, they, 
everyone seems to like these very manicured bush. I like when you grow it yourself and you can choose to. I feel like when you're trimming it or when you're pulling off like pin, you know, pin leaves or whatever, you lose a lot of um, crystals. And Makes sense. I don't understand why we finger fuck the buds so much. Like, I just, yeah. anyways, it's don't 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 trim the bush. But everybody loves a trimmed bush. They all love it. So I'm like, yeah. why would you? Why <laughs> do you gotta trim the bush? It's just the age we're in, and who knows? There's gonna be some type of new age shit that's gonna be an old age shit. So right, right, like, right, right. You know, yeah. it's a constant. It's the beginning and ending again. You know, just right. like there's just it's, it's bound, but just. So that way, like, stop worrying about all those outside factors. Just be like, all right, well, fuck it. You're going to enjoy this. So enjoy right. that. I, lo- I, lo- I just love love smoking weed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we should. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. yeah, that, yeah that's up. a good yeah, reminder. That's a, that. On that note. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah smoke, a, smoke, a little, smoke a little dope. Uh, hey, we have. Uh, we, we should take a, a tiny break while we do that, and we'll listen to some fine tunes or maybe we should listen to um we don't want to listen to comedy. we hear too much anthony medina and i listen to too much open my comedy. <laughs> yeah. it's like we the last thing we want to do is listen to more do you i mean do you ever get super sick of it where you're just like i mean i love hosting at the brainwash it's one of my favorite parts of the month and i love it when you you know need me on on extra nights and it's, it's so much fun to do 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 you ever get like just where you just shake your head and you're just like you know what why yeah yeah that's all human nature right there when they say why why tell them that it's human nature right like, it's like just that like song, yeah. yeah like uh it's just the same repetitiveness and stuff if anything i i appreciate creativity you know like obviously i'm expecting newcomers to talk about their genitalia just because like, i right. talk about because what you know that's just exactly yeah but it's yeah. the process yeah. of like getting there and then going into other subject matter and stuff like that so like i, I definitely do enjoy seeing uh, comedians grow at yeah. the same time i i i'm probably the worst person to be like hey can i try this joke on you like right I, I, outside like i'm probably because i like not just because i like i want to see it on stage but also because i'm always the last one to get the joke Right. So I'm like, dude, I, you're probably gonna get a response from me like, oh shit, that's a horrible joke. But in reality, I don't know what the fuck you're saying. You know? <laughs> well, it's I. Oh god, oh, new comics. I, I mean, oh god. And the the problem is that they all think that they're really good before they are. So they're already going like, when are you gonna book me on a showcase? And I remember mm-hmm. when we started out, it was like. You had to do it. You had to you had to grind for at least six months hard before you'd even get considered for anything. And yeah. now it's like, I've been in this for three weeks and you haven't booked me on anything yet. And it's uh-huh. like, are you kidding? Everybody uh-huh. likes things so fast now. Oh yeah, that's what the grotto. I always try and do uh, two years at least of comedy and then a punchline and cobs. Oh. You know, like like you have a better chance. And you know, it's nothing against it. It's just like I only have once a month, and sure. a lot of comedians want to do it. And yeah. it's just like I want to really share the space and. Also, I want to give back to the people who've been supporting the brainwash. Right. So and, like, well, you, and yeah. you want it to be a good fucking show. This is this is funny when I asked. So who gave me the advice? I think it was Steve Poggi. He's coming back into town, by the way, oh, uh, really? on the Shout 29th. Yeah, Poggi. he's gonna be he's gonna be here from the 29th through the. 13th because I'm leaving Jonathan and I are going on vacation the 3rd through the 13th so he's going to live in my house take care of my cat and deal with Pamtastics in the station um, so it's great to have him back but um, he said to me you know stop 
booking people because you think they're going to be bringers or because you think they're going to do something you think they're going to promote you just book people because they're funny that's it he's like don't worry about it just book them because they're funny and everything will eventually work out audiences will eventually come because they believe that you're going to put on a funny show but if you stink it up with like a couple bringers who don't bring and you think they were going to and then you're disappointed you're going to disappoint your audience so just only book people that you think are legitimately funny and I, I agree with that yeah so, yeah for thanks, sure. it definitely Parking. helps out with just like just put on a good show just put on a good show that's it yeah. just put on a good show don't worry about all those outside factors to all the new producers if you're worried about there's another show on the same day uh, don't yeah, worry about whatever. that shit just, just yeah, do, your you do yourself do your own show put your personality on it Absolutely. Uh, we're going to listen to Human Nature by Michael Jackson since you just brought it up. And then we will be right back with more from Anthony Medina of True Hustle here on Some Call Me Tim. Why? Why? 
out there uh wow it's the same thing it's like annie are you okay are you okay? okay are you okay annie yeah okay we're done we're fine we got it yeah human nature you're i think we should play that in bathrooms so oh that's that, funny yeah you know, just because like yeah. uh, i don't think we know how to sleep or shit right these days oh absolutely so because of that People i don't need use, to i get off my phone when i go to the bathroom sleeping is like fucking a little tougher but like, uh, especially with my hernias, oh. I gotta really like be aware of my digestive system. Sure. So like, sometimes like some guys would be, hey Anthony, if you go into the bathroom with a bunch of dudes, do you, uh, you like to talk? And I'm like, nah. No, and then no. like their immediate response, what? Are you afraid about like being like, nah, dude. Like oh, I, just... I need to concentrate on peeing and shitting. Like, right, right. That's right. how. If I have a good one of those things, the rest of my day seems that much better. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I think that that's the funny thing about what we do. We we waste we waste all our time on TV and yet we don't take the necessary time for sleep or poop. Like it should I mean, you should relax and chill out and realize like how people are starting to recognize how important their digestive systems are and they're for drinking sure. kombucha and they're like this is the craziest thing people that um stick other people's poop into their butt because they've taken too many antibiotics and it's killed their flora and fauna inside their body like basically our bodies are our own there's like a microcosm of a macrocosm inside of us the, oh, yeah. the the bacteria that live inside our gut and live on our body and live off of us it is astronomical oh, yeah. but when we take antibiotics or we use like you know antibacterial soap and we take it all away we put ourselves in risk of infection and other problems and, and being sick and having issues with our gut and not pooping and pooping, blah, blah, blah. So a thing that people do is take other people's healthy poo and put it in their butt so that they can have the bacteria again to like <laughs> restart their... No, so you can make up to $30,000 a year what? donating your poo. This is real. Wow. It's one of the ways like you can sell body parts like you could give semen or you can give blood yeah, for money yeah, for sure. you can give platelets wow you know a hemoglobin or what have you you can donate things for money but yeah. one of them is your poo <laughs> i that's know that's good to know right <laughs> well so but people i don't know why people uh, i mean it's good I, I, to take the time i wonder if there's relax. like a magazine that promotes the best poopers you know Maybe. what I mean? Like, uh, like, what do they eat? What's their diet? You know. Well, like, I mean, that's do do easy. It? <laughs> it's it's green leafy vegetables. Yeah. It's, I mean, it would basically be like vegans. Yeah. So yeah. it'd be like kind of like a little fertilizer on the butthole. Sure. Kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Huh? Yeah. Okay. Inside, like, well, it's be, it's the same thing. You can when you're drinking kombucha, it's the same thing. It's like a fermented, or if you're eating a lot of kimchi or whatever. It's the fermented nature that does something to the bacteria in your stomach and in your gut and helps it, feeds it, makes it happy. 
It's the same thing with Activia. Oh, yeah. With your buddy, Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee, what's um, up, girl? Yeah, you know, <laughs> she used to be super sexy, like in Trading yeah. Spaces, and now she yeah. sells, um, you know, yogurt that makes you poo. Yeah, which is, hey, yeah, she's still getting paid. Yeah, good, good like, for yeah, her. Good for you, girl. I appreciate you. It's Ghostbusters. Yeah. I love Ghostbusters and shit. She Who did. doesn't love Ghostbusters? Her and Bill Murray, they were, oh, they're, 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 yeah, they were absolutely. great. Yeah, you absolutely. <laughs> I love Bill Murray. Yeah, he's funny. Have you seen Stripes? Yeah, of course. I love Stripes. Yeah. Stripes. He's. I, I. I. thought he was so great. Like I was watching. Like people pay attention toward him with Caddyshack. Caddyshack. One of my favorite like, Cinderella story. And like uh, you know, he's got so many transformations too. Oh God, I know. Like, Bill Murray's uh, just, I was just so like, great. Damn, man, this was on it. No, but he wasn't really a stand-up. He's just a really funny comedic actor. Yeah, it seems so. Like cause he like he on SNL, character. he's an actor. He memorizes lines and he's a funny guy. He plays characters. He, I don't think he really ever did stand up I mean we should look this up huh, yeah. because he's a, he's just a really funny actor yeah probably just a funny person to be around like, yeah you ever hear when uh, Bill Murray was going across country and shit and he's like going to bars yeah, he, yeah well, he, he was sleeping on people's couches too oh my god so like you could like you just had to like send them like somehow contact and then like people would be like sleep Bill Murray slept at our house type of shit you know? Bill Murray stand up it yeah. exists it does exist this is exciting so we've got uh Bill Murray on Letterman from 2009. We've wow. got him on, let's see, Rants on Technology. That's This is from, is this from 82? Bill discusses technological advancement and deeper questions of life on iPhone 3 camera in 1982. What? What? All right, let's just, it's only a minute. Let's, yeah, we'll let's check see. it out. Chances are it's going to be like a little modified or like it could be something I mean, just be I like. I love Bill Murray. Yeah, it'd be like just people having sex. Here's Bill Murray, technology. Who thinks of all this high tech stuff anyway? You know, first they start with the digital watches, you know. Watches that tell you the time in numbers. You know, to the exact second, 312 and 42 seconds. Who needs to know that? I don't need to know it. Why don't they have uh, hands on the watches, you know, like they used to. People have hands. I think the watches should have hands. You know, somebody's thinking this stuff up. I don't, I don't think it's that good. Uh, you know, another thing they got is they got robots now making all the automobiles, working in factories and stuff. Don't get me wrong, I think R2-D2 was a great little guy. He was neat. He was, he, was, uh, he was funny and he was cute and he was a fine, fine actor. But that's science fiction, that's movies, you know. I don't, I don't think I'd like to be driving in a car that was put together by a robot, you know. I, I wouldn't feel, I don't think it's smart, I don't think it's funny. I don't know who's thinking up this stuff. Who's thinking up this high-tech stuff? I don't know. I saw an ad the other day for a, uh, uh, a, a car with a talking dashboard. So if something goes wrong, the dashboard talks to you and tells you what's wrong. That would drive me nuts. You're driving around, you run out of gas, and the dashboard says, Oh, uh, Bill, your problem is uh, you're out of gas. I would put my foot right through that dashboard. That dashboard <laughs> would shut up that moment. I think it's dumb. You know, who in the hell is thinking up this stuff? This high-tech stuff. Man, it's real high-tech. You know what they should do? Here's one. Here's what they should do. They should, uh, they should think up a robot that you drive around with in your car. And then you uh, run out of gas then, and you pull this little sucker out of the trunk, you send him to go get gas. Now that's smart, and I just think this up right off the top of my head. But you know something? They'll never do it, because it makes too much sense. I don't know who's thinking up this stuff. How much? Uh, it was a 
listen to him with his little refrain. Yeah. I don't know who's thinking up this stuff. Like Look a, at you. Like the Uber robots probably coming in within the next decade. Uh, yeah. Oh my God. So Uber. Was, Look at this. Era. Bill Murray. Or it says stand up at the Bill Murray at the Bill Murray. Okay, it's a place called Bill Murray. I see. Oh, and he was standing up. So yeah, sense. so that's why they tried to yeah. get it. But this is, I guess, I didn't realize that. Uh, yeah. If anything, that's what also I love about comedy is the philosophical side of it. You know, where it's yeah. just like you really just to not just see because the the thing that audience appreciates about comedians too is the understanding of society oh uh-huh. you know just to be like oh that's that's true you know that's why they're laughing you know and it's just like we're the shakespearean fool we're the ones that know what's going on and we can tell you that the emperor has no clothes oh, yeah. and yet we can do it in a way that you can still hear because we're self-deprecating enough i mean that's the thing is that it's it's hard if a comedian's being pretentious yeah. to get their ideas across. It's it's almost like you make fun of yourself enough that then you can say, "Look, I can make fun of other things because look, I can make fun of myself." Yeah, and it's a it's a constant balance of being a good communicator. Right. You know, just being able to like really express all these different ideas, thoughts, subjects that are yep. hot topics that are like you shouldn't be talking about, sure. but yet you have people of opposite views all listening in. And if you get a good laugh there, next thing you know, you bring this entire like environment together. Yeah, absolutely. And, and people, and, and, and it's a complete high, complete natural high for everyone that sure. experiences it. So it's like, you know. It's, when the audience is on your side, when they like you, it's amazing. Oh, yeah. It's like going yeah. to a party and everybody just loves whatever the fuck you're saying. Yeah. Which, this is the part of the ego that is, it's, it could be dangerous. Because sure. like uh, if if you have an entire world, you're the best, you're awesome. Then right. what type of mindset does that program into within ourselves? Sure. It's to the point where next thing you know, like I can masturbate right, in front of these girls. I can do anywhere I want. I can yeah. out anywhere I want like, to. Nah, dude. Like, go to a party too where they hate fucking hate you. Right. Yeah. Right. That way you get an idea yeah. of what is good and bad. You know. Sure. Otherwise, if you're just constantly caught up in these moments, and plus you throw in alcohol and drugs, yeah, then yeah. you're like. Poof, see you later <laughs> well and it's it's hard when an audience really likes you and they're on board it's amazing yeah and sometimes it just doesn't it's so funny to see when it happens and when it doesn't and how it happens and if you can recreate that or if it's like a a random thing of timing or that they can hear you or it's what you said or it was your timing or it's just there's there's so many variables and uh, the hubris of us to think that we can stand up on stage with nothing than a microphone and make people entertained yeah. is insane. We're yeah. insane people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're crazy people. Yeah, so sure. we do have ego. We have yeah. huge ego. Because we wouldn't stand up and say, I'm going to say things that I thought about yeah. that comment on society and you're all going to laugh about it. Yeah. Like, that's insane. We're insane people. Yeah, yeah. That's like, but like sure enough, like uh, by accepting those terms, you're also accepting the idea that people are going to be looking at you and immediately judging you. Right. But even before you say your first word, by the time they just see you coming out, they already have like a hundred different beliefs about what they think you're going to say. Asking what to you're be judged. Do. Yeah. So it's like we. It's like it's like uh, you're trying to dodge a bunch of knives. Yeah. And also catch them and juggle them. Sure. You know. Yeah. And, uh, be absolutely. Like, and not get stabbed. Yeah. Just like you're that circus yeah, animal. Absolutely. You know? And it's just like it, it's not. You have to have a thick skin or some sort of shield or armor because you're gonna get. They're gonna. You're gonna get cut. 
For like, sure. Unless you're wearing the right protection. I see people that get so butthurt. Yeah. Have you, you've seen it online. The, oh, yeah. And a lot of times it's girls going like, I feel sexually harassed. By, I'm like, come on. Yeah. They're doing they're doing you know they're gonna do dick jokes yeah. you know they're gonna do rape jokes if you're triggered by that stuff get out of comedy yeah horrible that's just the way it yeah. is I mean who doesn't have a good rape joke yeah, yeah and, and it comes down to like <laughs> yeah, I do that's one of the subjects you gotta talk about if we really want to advance as a society sure. to how to get past these ideas we have to yeah. be able to have a conversation about them yeah and if uh, that's the best part as a comedian is that you how you literally have the these doors open to get away say more right it, it doesn't mean like like uh you know abuse it but at the same time use it to your advantage sure and sure enough you'll gain people's trust and after they ha- you have their trust then you could get their laughs right you know and it's just like not you, you shouldn't be trying to please everybody but you should be trying to be aware of the people that you would want to please to be like you know what like i these per- this person supports me i support them yeah and to have this open flow of not just communication but like uh energy exchange yeah the, I, well and even the concept that there's energy exchange i think for some people is like no, what that what do you mean like that's like ooh, there's vi- vibrations and yeah. i mean everything i feel like works off of waves and off of vibrations like right now we're dealing with microphones and microphones are magnets and they yeah. take our sound waves and they magnify them yeah. so we're already dealing with like vibrations and yeah. waves and the, and the way that we make our voices that we have vocal cords that yeah. vibrate and create sound waves we push it from our diaphragm out through our mouths we're creating sound waves like we're all vibratory yeah. like you know all of our cells our all our bodies are made up of cells and cells are made up of atoms and every atom is made up of almost nothing it's yeah. like a nucleus and a little thing spinning around but the space between them is so vast so really it's almost like we're made of nothing yeah. but we're made of so many nothings that are so small that it becomes something which is like what yeah did we make this shit up yeah you can go outward or inward either go, way it's fucking like man. but it's, it's, <laughs> there's so much space in between yeah. us we're like made of space it's just like how you know sweaters are just holes sewn together or yeah. that's all we that's all clothing is is just holes sewn together and yeah. yet we wear them and like we're all just a sort of a net of it's holding holes holding negative space together yeah. a fabric of life right you know it's just like you can't find this on the television <laughs> you know this is something that you just fucking you think about well I mean the last time I heard that I can really remember they were being really super esoteric did you watch I Heart Huckabees the movie that was a good one and when you've got um, Rain Man De- uh, Dustin Hoffman, Hoffman Dustin yeah. Hoffman and he's like let's think of the universe or time it's like this blanket and 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 this over here is a tree and this is me and this is this roast beef sandwich and this is a car and we are all the same and it's like what but there's just the thought of like meaninglessness and are we all just are we fooling ourselves to believe that we have purpose running around on the earth i mean if we're just organic beings that exist and and we have these tiny lifespans really in the history of the universe and in the idea of the future and the past and what exists and that we our tiny infinitesimal selves think that we have any meaning and purpose mm. on this world is kind of crazy oh yeah well if anything um, back to like the whole vibrational like, I and then like a, like the whole vibrational and not only that these waves we don't know where they stop so these are always ever going so yeah like we are nothing but based off of like that whole ripple effect you're gonna have 
an impact of your world. So it's just a matter of what type of impact it's going to be. Right. And that's that part is that's up to you. You know what you want to do with it, like because uh, otherwise you're gonna be you're gonna get lost in somebody else's world and sure, shit. Sure, That's when you are totally disconnected. Well, I think that purpose is the stone that you drop into the lake to create the ripples. So if you take a tiny pebble of of purpose or of you know of yourself and you throw it in there and you make tiny ripples they're going to get eaten up by other people's ripples that are made by larger stones but the thing is that your stone that you're throwing in is sort of the size and shape that you want it to be so it's kind of like you know the the bigger your purpose and the bigger your intent to make change or to make you know whatever happened the larger the ripples are yeah. that exist and the farther they can go that's why we should all be water be water <laughs> <laughs> that's all i was like i was like oh, I, it's funny how you say the stone because i've been having a lot of like a you know just visualizations of like these water and stone like what would people be you sure. know and it's just like uh, there's like a Bruce Lee thing about him talking about water and it's like if the water goes into the teacup it becomes the teacup sure. if the water goes into the pot it becomes the pot be water and I was just like huh so like even though you're saying like with the whole the rock at one point it, depending on how deep it is the rock totally is engulfed by sure. the water absolutely uh, like water. yeah it doesn't even matter how big the or the rocks are because uh, if it's if there's enough current and of the water then any rock will be like just flung like nothing exactly so it's like that's the part where i'm just like you know even like somebody wants to like say something bad about you or throwing out the name like it literally just gets washed away so like it's trippy like if anything i use water these days to kind of feel like use as a a, a conductor for the electricity sure that's, going that's it's through another it. good metaphor for it yeah absolutely. yeah so it's like that's why like if we're like so much water then it's like there's there's electricity going off right now you sure. know you can't see it you can't hear it but the shit's fucking there and so like uh when you add just more water it's just like like it just becomes bigger and then you meet other ponds lakes oceans and then whoever knows on other planets that there's something greater than oceans wow so, so yeah like, that's the part where i'll just like Ooh. <laughs> well maybe a glacier would be greater than an ocean because it has so much more mass it's like the black hole of oceans is like kind of like a glacier because it's all solidified of what it is. Maybe it's not the black hole because that's like, that's mass condensed to its, you know, yeah, tiniest the, bit. But I love having these conversations. <laughs> I really do. Because like it makes you like think like, because it gets you to a point where like, how, how do we get here? And like where to even start? Where was the ending? Right. But at the same time, just like feel like the, like what just uh, went on in your own head. Like there was a bunch of neurons just going, right? You know, and you're just like you're you're just along with it for whatever fuck you like. Even those listening now, and you're like, what was that? You know, right, right, right. Like, and you're it, being a baby. Babies are yeah. weird. <laughs> like how much they remember, or don't remember, and that they don't have the concept to remember because they don't even have the language yet. They haven't even absorbed the language yet to know how to think of, you know, sort of thoughts and memories and. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they're just completely visual. That's just the way they are. But then what if you're a blind baby? Wouldn't that be crazy? Or if you're a deaf baby, what if you have like some of your senses are augmented in a way where you still have to, you still exist in the world. For sure. And and it's also uh, comes back to it's still water with electricity. Right. So like, even though there might not be no words or visualizations and stuff, then at the same time, like, uh, 
it still can be felt on a much more inner, like deeper sense of yeah. life. Yeah. So like, if I, if if I had to close my eyes for the rest of like, if I had to choose what to lose. I would probably go with Sai. <laughs> yeah, really? Yeah, just because, like, uh, yeah, that army, like, because honestly, like, I'm tired of just seeing all this. What is a, like, I, I guess that I'm a visual learner. Sure. So to take away my greatest, like, learning, I, I would say, then right. I, how would that affect me? And I would Oof. really have to adjust my, even my weaker points to, to, in order to survive. I would definitely take away the hearing because I'm such a narcissist that I know what my voice already sounds like and I'd still be able to perform and I don't want to fucking listen to those other comedians anyways. <laughs> it's like, put me on stage, I'm going to say what I'm going to say and then if I can't hear you, I think okay. I'm winning all the time. If you're smiling at me, I don't care if you're laughing or not. You're looking That's at me funny. and smiling, I'm like, I win. It would, be the, it would be the best, it would be the weirdest thing for a comedian to be, it would be a, be a deaf comedian to yeah. not be able to to you know create your own decide when your audience is happy with you I mean I would definitely choose to be because I wouldn't it wouldn't matter to me no death from birth birth no way because I wouldn't want to sound like the Helen Keller voice like the the Marley Matlin voice where you sound like you're yeah. deaf just because you never heard the way language sounds and so you kind of sound weird that would make me I'd feel crazy about that yeah. but now I already know what my voice sounds like and all that so it wouldn't it wouldn't bother me huh that's always a good question but I would never get rid of my sense of smell because it's too directly related to taste and I feel like food is the best yeah yeah if anything uh, there's a bunch of cave animals out there that live off the shit of bats wow so like uh, so they don't give a shit what it tastes like they're like whatever oh they like the scent of wow yeah but they don't have any they can't see or like hear, but they're like just down there. All right, this is it. Wow. <laughs> so it's like, uh, it, yeah, taste and smell would be tough, like, because like that's like food, right? You yeah. know, so it's like food. You would think you would need a lot of it. So that's the part where I want to lose. And the last one would be feel, right? Right, right. I wouldn't want to lose my and sense nah. of touch. That would be so confusing because yeah. the way that we balance or walk or move or stand yeah. is all based on touch. So if you couldn't feel your feet or if you couldn't feel anything in your body, it would almost be like you had a brain and then your entire body was a prosthetic body. And like, you know, like if you lost a limb and you had a, a wooden limb or I don't know what they make them out of now you know blades or whatever they have you seen yeah. the runner guy with the blades yeah, that'd be crazy but he was like a murderer or something and the blades oh that's right remember <laughs> South, South, uh, South Africa yeah. but I mean not being able to feel that it would just I would I wouldn't know how to maneuver my own body and it would be like sex would be pointless you'd be like well, who yeah. even cares like what is even yeah, what are we even no physical happening? sensations right no physical sensations yeah. that, I think that would be like the worst yeah cause it's like that, that, it, it definitely feel um, numbing yeah where it's just like uh, so, yeah like, that's the part I, w- I want to feel still right because even when you like move your arm you feel your arm moving or you yeah. feel it the air rushing through space just the losing touches too it's too crazy to even conceptualize. Yeah. But look at it, we have all senses so far. Yeah, yay! yay. We're so lucky! Hooray! That was, a, that was sensible time with Pam and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh Yay! Well, we're so what's coming up? This week we actually uh, have a show together on Friday night. Oh, that's right. Well, am I not supposed to say anything about that well, yet? You're there. I'm actually, I'm there. yeah, like, so Boris Shukro is going to be guest producing along with oh, cool. uh, 
Joseph uh, right, yeah. Lopez, who's going to be uh, running his show, Comedy for Cash. Comedy for Cash. At the Brainwash. I'm so, one of the judges. Yeah, yeah. So, like, uh, you're so, one of the yeah. judges. So, just, so, I'll let Boris know that. So, that way, it, it's nice that you'll be there because you know the room. Right, um, absolutely. And so, uh, and then by Friday, I'll be at Milk Bar hosting oh, cool. you know, the hashtag Hella Funny Show, uh, Feel Woods. It's going to be one of the bringer shows. So, there's like around 10 to a dozen so i'm like oh boy but i say wow wow but it's great milk bar friday night awesome you're gonna have an audience no matter what because it's great bar and people go there and yeah there's usually like reggae after or what have you so it's It's really great motown after oh motown yeah so yeah like uh it'll be we're all at different shows your shows this friday i'm actually not even hosting my own show that's funny mike spiegelman is hosting pantastics because it's a hell hat (laughs) so i'm like oh a hell hat that's easy you just pull out of the thing and he likes improv and i'm like okay everybody (laughs) you're all gonna it's like it's a show that sort of runs itself Uh, so i wasn't too worried about anything and I was like I what and I keep trying to do other things I I mean I've never allowed myself to be booked on a Friday really because I always do Pamtastics yeah. and now I'm like well I'm just not gonna do yeah. it I can I can have a guest person that's fine oh, yeah for sure and yeah. then Mike uh, Mike cracked me up the other remember when uh, you did the speed date oh uh huh at like uh uh, it was the girl or you know the guy's turn was up and the girl from the audience remember she was like super like cute and shit like yeah, that yeah 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 and like uh, you know so everyone was like oh wow this is gonna be like a, like a real like dating show right like like tats me he's like hey she didn't pay to get in man <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was cracking up <laughs> I was busted up because I was like, dude, like, she just made the show, like, it's gonna be a show now. Right. And then he was like, pissed off, like, dude, she didn't pay to get it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. He's my door guy. He's yeah, the best. Yeah. Like, That's what he watches. Well, I hope that people, after, like, if he misses people at the door, we can always, yeah. like, be like, hey, do you want to donate? I, whatever. Yeah. It's, yeah. And it worked it's out. It's great to have an audience. Yeah. And it worked out. The show was out. fun was, and stuff like yeah. that. But it's just funny how Mike was like, that part just got me because I was just like, oh, like, you know, it's like, it, like the, the intensity of the room just shifted. Right, right. At, at one point, I was like, oh, is there even going to be anyone for the guys? Right, exactly. And then all of a sudden, like, they're like, they're they're like, like, like sweet. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it was good that uh, I, we had, I was like, it was different this time that the audience was sort of speed dating the people instead of individuals. Because in the past, it's just been like one person on stage and then we run people through them. But I, I mean, it's show ideas that I'm trying to come up with and you know that's propagate. I always like themed shows I think they're really fun but that is great if anything like uh, that's probably what's been helping keep Mutiny run such a float too is like the experimentational shows that go on here yeah yeah and I was just like because people just like we need when this fast paced society we need constant stimulation sure and if you go like to one source that uh, actually hits a lot of the stimulation that you need in life uh, Mutiny Radio is a great example of that just because of all the different type of uh, people that you get here and yeah, and, and yeah like you definitely leave the idea of um, open concepts well I do the themed shows because it helps me book people I wouldn't normally book ah. so because I'm such a I'm so insular I don't I last night I ground I did five five open mics but I don't I'm so insular I don't usually kind of get out of my safety zone I'm either here at Mutiny or I'm at Brainwash and I feel like oh I see enough comics but then I forget when I go out there's so many other comics yeah so by having weird themes like on December 1st the theme is broken and it's just people who've had broken bones or really awful stories <laughs> of like physical trauma yeah it, it helps me be like I book people I've never seen before because yeah. they're like, I have one. And then they get, so it's great. So it helps me see other comics. Cause if, if they reach out, if I say, here's a 
here's a theme and they're like, oh, I got this one and they really are into it. I know it's going to be good. I know they're going to. So, and it helps me just not keep booking the same people because I mean, I would book Clay Newman every week if I could. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I would, I would have him on every show. It would just be the same people. It would be like, oh, look, Alyssa Westerland's here again. Like I'm yeah. just, I'm terrible. My brain just goes to like the same people just because you know I like and respect them or whatever so yeah if anything I try and go two different uh, open mics and try and get booked at two new spots every month oh that's good just to kind of keep me on pace yeah because like yeah like these comfort zones it, it, it covers a lot of ground for sure but at the same time there's still so much ground out there yeah absolutely so it's just like it's nice to get out there and then uh, you know not everybody can make it to where we're at and I understand that and you know, if you want people to come out from like San Jose, then maybe you you go to San Jose. Yeah, exactly. Make those connections, talk to people, and then sure enough, like uh, yeah, like everyone has a little something to offer. It's just a matter of like who's willing to work and hustle, baby. Yeah, who's well, who's willing to work? Yeah. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's a lot I of see people. Yeah, there's a lot of people who say they start something and they don't finish it, or they've got a lot of, they start with a lot of energy and they really get going and then it just falls apart. Uh, yeah, the people who've run an open mic for a year or more, that's when you know that something's actually happening, that they're putting in the time every week to have a consistent thing that they're doing or a consistent show. Like, you know, some shows like The Layover, it, it, Oakland's been going for like seven and a half years. Yeah. And um, now your show's six years and Fantastics 2 coming up yeah. is six years. And it's like, when when you show the longevity then it's like I mean things you can't just do something every week and have discipline and have it not yield fruit at some yeah. point it's the patience like with the growing of the yeah. weed or whatever yeah, it's like absolutely. something's gotta happen at some point yeah. if you keep growing it it's like eventually gonna give you some good ganja to smoke yeah. Yeah, so. it, and then also uh, the experimentation of life too like yeah. uh, and that's what's great about the shows and stuff and like it's like I, I actually been telling myself like so the next year I want to have 12 risks so that way it gives me between a year to put out 12 risks that I typically wouldn't. And wow. I'm going to unveil the first one oh, on, cool. at the six year anniversary. Oh, that's great. So it's like, no one's going to have an idea but me. I'm just going to be like, I'm going to be like, fuck it. <laughs> right, there you go. <laughs> you know, but at the same time, it's like in a home environment. Sure, you sure, know, sure, like, sure. Like, I love how that room has come together. And now it's, uh, yeah, the, the more, there's more recognition and more like acknowledgement of what's been happening. Yeah. So it, it just helps us with our mind being like okay i wasn't crazy well like i was crazy but at the same time it was my type of crazy and it worked right, out right right you know and it's just like that's the part now it's like all right now trust your craziness even more sure and that's where the part where i'm gonna go so like some people actually don't think i do comedy sometimes because they just see me at the brainwash wow and they're like oh and then they see me like what dude like you do I, I, like they're all like really? in shock and i'm like yeah and it's just like because that is the thing about producing so many shows like right, people worry right. about like oh like are, if you focus on producing like how can you become a good comedian I, like, I have the same I have the same yeah. problem I think people don't take me seriously as a comedian because they think I'm just a producer yeah but in reality in order to become a great comedian you gotta produce you know a lot of like comedians have at least a monthly show that they do that that, that displays them on sure. a night whether it be a showcase over my a podcast right something, right right you know something. There's, there's something of a producer in that comedian because especially this day and age where you're your own sales your own marketing your right. own merchandising right. you have yeah. to understand all these processes or sees that occur in order to build this entity right 
and if it's like if you ain't aware if you're just stuck in that whole like singularity of life then you'll never actually understand what the entity can be right so like that's the part where it's like where producing comes in and shows you all these little pieces of a puzzle that's may not always go according to plan a lot of times it doesn't go according to plan <laughs> but like at the a same time uh how you adapt to all these things yeah is what makes this grow in wh- whatever direction yeah. So like that's the part it could either crumble and I see comedians who like just like run mics for like three months and they're like dude I, right oh, no I it happens it. <laughs> yeah it happens here well yeah. it's like the same thing I, I'll train someone here for a show and then sometimes it'll be I'll train for the month and I'll be like okay and if they don't stay for at least three months I'm like oh, all that training I did I spent like eight hours with them Damn. and they just can't get it together like yeah. it's a bummer or if it works for a little while I just I really like it if they stay at least a year but I can't force people to stay or not stay I mean it's all you know they're paying for it so it's a hobby or it's it's their it's their volition whether they want to stay or not you know I'm not paying them so have you seen a a growth in the longevity of producers here at Muni yeah well some of them some of them have dumped out and some of them have been great so last last January I, I got 13 or 14 shows in a month and I was training everybody and of those shows that have stayed, like, so Arden jumped in at that point, And he actually, last, for October, he had 27,000 downloads wow. on the night space. So within a year, he built an audience from zero to 27,000 monthly downloads. That was in October alone. Wow. And you got those sweatshirts now. Right, he's got the sweatshirts, <laughs> and he's got his thing, but he's got a listenership. Yeah. So that's amazing. Same thing, a Colt Oubliette started, um, and he was one of the top shows. He was like, um, I think he even peed. Did he beat Joke Workshop? No, Joke Workshop beat him out. But he had like 26, 27,000 downloads. Wow. And he just started in January. So there have been, and it's been a year. So that's that's pretty, that's good. So And people that have that many downloads, they don't want to leave it. They don't want to lose it. They're like, yeah. I see it. I see what I did. I see the work. I see that people are listening. I I have an audience and they're really there. They they actually want this and they actually are listening. It's, it's pretty amazing. This show got 23,000 downloads in October. Wow. And I was like, People are listening to me talk to people about religion and belief, and it's great. Thanks, you guys. Thanks for doing that. Yeah, that's the whole shit. If you build it, they will listen. I guess. Like, that's just how it is. Like, even on nights at the brainwash when it feels like there's not going to be anybody that shows up. There's always people at the brainwash. Yeah. They're always there. It's always Always comedians. There's always audience. uh, Don't even have to try. Thursday night's always the big night. And, like, uh, Every once in a while, it'll be like a little light, especially since we started doing the earlier sign up and show. Yeah, sure. So that was to accommodate so many people now. Absolutely. You know, we're able to bust in an extra 10 to 15 people there. That's great. And so like, um, but there'll be times where it might look like it's going to be light. And there's a comedian that'll say like, oh, it looks like it's going to be like a light night. And I just smile and be like, dude, you just wait. Well, <laughs> even once a month when I do my Tuesdays, like I don't do anything except post on my thing on Facebook and on Bacon that like I'm running brainwash people are just going to go every night of the week people just know that there will always be comedy and they're always coming it's great people hang out there I mean it's just it's just a really good venue people like it and it's it's built a reputation you've built the reputation over time and everybody knows it exists and it's great Uh, if anything uh, it's only going to want them I I, uh, the big thing I really want to do at the end of this year or 2018 is 2018, right? It's going to be well, we're in 2017, but at, yeah, yeah. by so the end of 2018, 2018 uh, the Brainies. 
uh, an award show that oh, like that's uh, so nice. gives back, and like uh, we all have like multiple categories of like everyone that's been. I'm gonna start like collecting. I've been collecting the sign up sheets, right? So now I know how to like work with some data. Sure. So I come up with categories based off of that. And then uh, thanks to Facebook Live, well, we could run multiple cameras from like the Brainwash Cafe Facebook page, the True Health sure. Entertainment side, and yeah. then we could do multiple things well, like one stage in the background, put a little red carpet in the on Langton Street. Oh, that's you know? funny. <laughs> so yeah. like, wow. And then just kind of have like fun and enjoy. So like, uh, that's like that's like a goal of like uh, just trying to do things and stuff. But that's like, funny. It, like luckily we're at that point where we can experiment like that. Yeah. And just kind of be like, hey, and this is like. A thank you to the entire community for uh, just supporting uh, what you've been doing. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, so I love my brainwash is the best. Yeah, they really are, and everybody who works there is so amazing and wonderful. And yeah, it, they're really great. Yeah, I it's crazy you. too. Like how many uh, staff we've gone through. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's funny because I keep seeing Chandra all the time around uh, town, and yeah. and. Um, who, uh, Travis he used to work there he's one of my buddies uh, we hang out at Benders all the time so it's funny because I still see Brainwash people and other places and hang out with them I yeah. actually hang out with Travis more now that he's not working at Brainwash gotcha. than when he did so huh. it's because like, of Benders people recognize because of Brainwash oh, I get recognized majority of time. all the time on the street people yeah. will stop me and be like you're that comedian from Brainwash I've yeah. seen you you're funny and I'm yeah. like thank you yeah. and then like uh, sure enough like uh, the A-listers or the next levels are like mentioning at least what where they started sure well we would love for them to pass by you know because that's the ultimate way to give back right right you know but like uh yeah it's just like it's a forum and we understand like you know it's it, it's a big part of the comic community yeah uh, no matter what anybody may say it's just like that's just how much influence is going yeah, on ali wong used to yeah in the early thousands was a regular oh yeah and she just did her netflix special yeah. a couple years ago uh-huh. she's mentioned it in the podcast yeah, baby uh, Cobra, hannibal burris has passed by absolutely a couple of phase on mess phase yep. on love, phase came, on love there came here and here so, cool. so it's like it, it's a it's this little channel of uh that but that has a huge impact and it's like I'm pretty sure you could give see a lot of traces to New York and East Coast and stuff, but it's like for whatever reason, it like because it's, it's in a 17. It's is it 18 years or 17 years? It'll be uh, 18 coming years. up on 18 years. Yeah, this year. it'll be 18 in April 1st. That's so amazing. Yeah, it's 18. That's and that's why because it's been. I mean, everywhere else, who has had? I mean, the Purple Onion's gone, yeah. but they didn't have an open mic. Yeah. So. Um, how, I mean, it's longer than anything. It's the longest. If anything, I'm like wondering, like uh, with the drop cam, like uh, how many other spots are doing that? Huh? Yeah. They, like, because uh, I like for sure, I want to stay on the West Coast because otherwise, I feel I would hear about it. Sure. There might be somebody just streaming a show here or there, but consistently. Right. How yeah. it goes and stuff, and then. You know, people are like say like, oh, like I don't want to be recorded because like you know, like I don't want my material to be taken. It's the same. Well, it's like, burning material. None of us yeah. are in the place where it matters yeah. if we burn well, material. Even then, no matter if when you get to the level of those higher points, then uh, you actually have video footage to say, hey, no, this is my material. Oh. You know, so you could like backtrack it and be like, hey, like it's there. Right. So it's like uh, that's the part where it's just like, as much as like you know people are worried about that we're in the information age so like this stuff is all out there well for example uh, i have a buddy i went to high school with andrew norelli and he's a comedian who's been on the circuit and he's all around and he won't ever come to mutiny radio because 
it's live streaming and podcast. And he's like, I don't, I don't want it recorded because then I'm burning the material, meaning that he might want to use it for, once you put it on a medium like a podcast, I guess if you're a professional comedian, you can't use that in another capacity like on a real recording or like a real album or something. It's like a, or it, it's like if it's on TV, there's something, there's something weird about it. Like they call it burning material. And I'm like, okay, I guess like, whatever yeah. but I mean I don't even understand yeah. my thoughts my beliefs yeah you know, I'm like, like, you, like we're all gonna especially I hear like a lot of comedians have that conversation like oh that was my joke I'm like we're all thinking in a similar direction which means we're all gonna come to these like little cross points right. uh, where right. like you know what you're not you're, you're not the first one you're not like the second for, you're for not, example you're, I thought in my first year of comedy that I was a genius because I did a joke where I talked about not shaving my pussy hair and I was calling it a chastity pelt <laughs> instead of a chastity belt. Yeah. Well, lo and behold, someone else had that same punchline. A couple people. And it's funny. And I think it was even, I looked it up on the internet and it even existed. And I thought that I was the most clever fucking bitch out yeah. there. And it's pretty common. Yeah. So it's just that we all came up with the same yeah. idea. It wasn't like, they stole my joke. It's yeah. like, chastity belt, chastity pelt, don't shave your pussy. Pretty obvious yeah. joke. Oh, yeah. Like uh, Jordan Sermonero and I, we both had to use, uh, had a Godzilla with the whole uh, Fukushima disaster, what happened. And it's like, this with is. With dick pics, right? Uh, well, no, he. Uh, we, like we both came to the same terms where it's like the, with the the nuclear reactor that the Godzilla story comes off of like nuclear oh, testing. Oh right, okay. And so uh -huh, we both uh -huh. had these like uh, Godzilla jokes, and then after we both kind of like talked about, and we we drove up from LA one time, and uh, we were discussing that, and uh, yeah, and we were both like, yeah, like uh, we we didn't like have anything towards each other, and plus we both stopped using those jokes. Right, exactly. Just because sure. like from, from like, yeah, like, I, I felt like it, it's either a you like take that joke to the next level and really like make it stand out on on its own right. or you know what swipe it come up with something totally new absolutely you know? and so otherwise you're going to be worried about like oh that, that was that, that, i said that first you know and I'm right like, hey, and if it's out. but that's the thing yeah. it's if someone else already came up with it then it's a hack joke anyway yeah. so who cares it's the same thing with i used to do a joke a uh, business in the front party in the back talking about my pussy and anal hair and it turned out that somebody else and we were on the same show and she pulled me aside backstage and she's like just so you know I've been doing that joke for seven years and I was like in my first year of comedy and then I was like don't worry I'll never do it again because that means it's hack as fuck I've yeah. never heard your act I didn't know you and this is we have similar yeah. jokes I'll never tell it again don't you yeah. worry yeah if, <laughs> if anything if comedians if you really want to disconnect from me uh, just say that you know like they stole my joke <laughs> right right right, 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 right. Uh, I do, like, well that's really? the other thing is it's ridiculous because w at least some of this, you might be speaking right. more languages but we're it, ostensibly we're all speaking English yeah. and there's 26 letters that make up these words that we all agree upon yep. that you put in a sequence and they make you have pictures in your head and then we turn them into laughy haha pictures so we're all plagiarizing constantly because we're all using the same symbols. We're using the same symbology just in a different order. So we're all just plagiarists. Yeah. Well, if anything, um, the plagiarism is the idea of the legal effect that it has on creativity. Ah. So for me, I'm just like, it, it, I, it's pleasuring, you know, uh, pleasuring our senses of like what a funny story is, sure. of a joke and stuff. So like, uh, I, I try and keep the legal side because then that's when shit gets confusing and it's tough to just be you. And I'm just like, but if you're like, I definitely like, if 
the fact that Jordan and I came to that same point of like we're like oh okay we both like, I at least felt in good company because I respect Jordan as a comedian I think sure. he's funny he's one of my favorite here in the Bay and like uh, it was nice to know it's like oh shit okay it's good to know that uh, like I'm on a similar path as somebody that I respect in this community yeah so it's like uh it's just like, and you're not you, neither of you were trying to steal anything from the other there wasn't it wasn't like me yeah. being on stage and saying something something clip the size of a knuckle which yeah. is me totally plagiarizing David Tell now if I said that like on stage and did that that would be plagiarism because yeah. that is his joke yeah. I saw him do it I thought it was hilarious I remember it if I do it on stage unless I reference him yeah. that's a no-no yeah. I mean it's that's just a no-no but I mean, I bought jokes from drummer comedian yeah. Aaron Barrett, so I do his <laughs> jo- old yeah. jokes all the time now. Yeah. It's not plagiarism because he actually said it's okay for yeah. me. He gave yeah. me permission. There's the business to use sense of it. Joke. Yeah, and it was like as long as parties are like happy and stuff, and yeah. it's like otherwise, like how much time are you gonna spend over this? Are you gonna go to court? Right. Like, yeah. I, I'm surprised we haven't gone to court yet. Or like had like <laughs> a major. A Carlos Mencia, know? right? Yeah. Has like, anyone taken him to court? That's funny. That's Saying the part. intellectual property. Yeah, but then like you're like, oh, that means you have to work with the intellectual, you know? Yeah. <laughs> could but could you yeah. imagine if two comics on the scene in San Francisco yeah. and we're so meaningless? Yeah. It'd be like, it's this is over a beer at the brainwash. Yeah. Like, are you kidding? Like, how much are you gonna like, intellectual ooh, propertize? Ooh, you know, what we could do if you ever th- thought about a theme is uh, you could do a. Uh, uh, a comedy's court here. Oh, and that's then, uh, funny. Who stole my joke? <laughs> <laughs> and then you have a play to defend it. Right. <laughs> who did it better first? Yeah. It's not who stole it. Who does yeah. it better? That's it's all like, that matters. Like, How do you feel about the crowd's Judge reaction Wapner. there? <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Legal uh, stuff. Like anybody who's worried. That was something we keep talking about. Mike Spiegelman, which is weird. Listen to his show. Let's watch Full Make the Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman on Sundays from uh, two to four. But I asked him the other night. I was like, kind of l- lamenting about whatever, and he said, Pam. You have to realize that none of us are funny. Because I was like, I don't know if people think I'm funny and blah, blah, blah. He's like, Pam, you got to get over that. Nobody, none of us are funny. If any of us were really funny, something would have happened. He's like, don't worry about the hierarchy in San Francisco and Bay Area comedy. We all suck. And the sooner you realize that we all suck, the better things are going to be. He's like, he's been in it for years. I'm like, how do you stay in it for 12 years? And he's like, because we all suck. It's like, he's like, everyone's great and everyone sucks. It's all, you know, it's just, so don't worry. Just keep doing. Yeah. If anything, but like, uh, as long as you just stick to your own personal goals of what, and you feel that you're on track to be where you're at and you're hitting these new levels and stuff, then it's just like, yeah, just go along with it. And like, you you won't even be thinking about who's good, who's who's bad, who sucks or whatever. You're just going to be like, am I progressing? And not just as right. a comedian, but as a person. And am, am and, I really growing? And it's not growing? comparatively. It's comparatively against yourself and not yeah. comparatively against people outside of yourself. Yeah. Because I'm, you don't even know what their purpose or impetus of anything is. Yeah. You have no idea what they're thinking or feeling or why they're doing it. The only thing you can concentrate on is your own goals. But see, that's the problem is when we get into that headspace where we watch the Facebook and we're like, they're getting spooked on so many shows. Oh, yeah. But instead of being like, what are they? What? It's like, well... Instead of lamenting it, like, why not send an email to the person that books that show and yeah. say, hey, geez, I'd really love to be on your show. Because yeah. they might just might not even have thought of me or they might think I'm too busy yeah. or they might know that I never work on Fridays yeah. because I'm always here, but maybe I would find a sub or whatever. Yeah. And if anything, too, like, uh, even if you're not booked for a show and you're trying to get just get started and stuff, go to these shows. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Go and support them. Like, uh, 
that's like a what I did with Uparata uh-huh. with Kiko, and really? I, that was yeah. the, that was the first room. Like I didn't want to do these clubs. I wanted to do Il Parada over on 16th and Utah. Like, for whatever reason, it just spoke to me. I'm like, I want to sure. do this show. Sure. And uh, the same way how I did with the brainwashing, I became part of it. I just showed up. Right. Every single show that I was there that I could see, I would go. Sure. I would go. And then after a while, like, hey, man, you, you want to be on the show? Yeah, and I'm right. like, yeah, man. Sure. <laughs> you know, it can even be as fast as like yeah. I found out that I was like Kimberly was showing. She was leaving yeah. here to go do a show, and she was doing Warhol's show at the Delirium. And I was like, I'll go support you. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I go, go down there, and I'm like, oh, I'm here to see Kim. They're like, Oh, Kim already left. Do you want a set? And I was like, Yeah. So like, I yeah. ended up getting. I did not go there looking for a set. I didn't yeah. ask for a guest set. It was offered just because I just went to go support Kim. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I'm getting a guest set. I was like. This is great, yeah. and so it's it's you know it's that easy. It's but about that is a good feeling. Yeah, yeah. You know, when, like you go, you're, yeah, you're totally there. Just thinking you're gonna be an audience just for the night. Just to have a I beer am. and be in the Whoa. audience. I was like, oh shit, yeah. And I, suddenly, yeah, 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 sure, I'll do it. Yeah, so it's like well, like a that if anything for the young comedians who are trying to be booked and you're wondering why you're not getting booked. You got to come to these shows, yeah. Because like, like shows. even if they, are, if someone is reaching out via email or messenger, how many messages do you think this producer is getting about the right. same question? So sure. after a while, like you just ignore them. Yeah, people don't get back to you or and, whatever. You're yeah, like, there's oh. so many factors. But yeah. if you're there, you're able to meet face to face. And it's right. just like it's not even the business side; it's the personal side. Where it's just like, all right, you get to understand the producers you want to work with. Right. Who do whose rooms do you like? Absolutely. So that, so and that some way of you the, feel comfortable. Some Sometimes, sometimes you don't work. I worked with a producer that was so micromanagey, and then during the show, it was like he, he micromanaged up to the point of the show, and then the show itself was a shit show because he wasn't micromanaging <laughs> the show. I was like, "What was all the work that you did? Why did you have to? Why did you have to text me fifty times? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Like, what is going on?" Yeah. It was just funny because it was like, I don't know, I'm I'm doubtful that I'll work only because it took so much work to get to the show. And then once the and then the show was a shit show. It turned out okay, but it was like there was so m- I just I was like, wow, that's more time that I wanted to put in before the show. That's all. When people like yeah. over communicate before things happen, I'm like, just set it up really well and just run the show. Why did? Yeah. Oh yeah, know. I don't know. It's funny to, like how many like producers are like that, where it's just like how how tense and shit, and and especially when it's brand new, I understand that. Like you know like. You have an idea of what's going to happen already. Yeah. You know, so many times there's just like, all right, like now it's like, okay, who dropped out? All right, uh, well somebody's here that wants that spot. Yeah, you know? it's that. So well, it's all shit. Yeah, with comedian, that's there's always a comedian to yeah. go up, and everybody would always want to go longer. That's so funny to me when people are like, oh, I'm I'm double booked or blah blah. blah. It's like don't if you're gonna double book yourself, I guess it's fine or whatever. Yeah. But I'd rather people just like stay at the show or not do the show yeah. and then give other people more time because if you're gonna like it's fine for an open mic to come and eat and leave but like yeah. I don't know when I'm booked on a show I like to you know give them my attention and make sure that I'm there for at least an hour of it I don't know I always feel badly when it's like it, it makes like I'm some rock star they're just gonna yeah. okay my time I'm gonna run in and perform and I'm gone yeah. and it's like ugh, I don't know I just rather you yeah see like I, I'm just like you know what all right, I'll do you. Uh, I could you accommodate. At the yeah. same time, like the show's gonna go, you know. And then yeah. you just kind of like, yeah, because yeah, yeah. yeah, otherwise you get like, you, you mental fuck yourself. Right. And it's just like that's the part, especially when you're trying to just p- 
give a lot of people entertainment yeah like uh, a lot of times they never even see the back end side of it you know? <laughs> that's, that's, but that's the thing they're not supposed to yeah. you don't want them to see the man behind the curtain because that means you're not that means there is no man behind the curtain you're, you're being too obvious yeah. yeah you know what I mean like if they can see the flaws or they that's the whole thing about ballet is that when you watch it you make people they make it look easy but it's really hard yeah. if they made it look hard it wouldn't be so ethereal and fun and amazing or whatever like it's the, the object is to make it look easy yeah for sure that's all I like about it yeah thank you so much Anthony Medina for thank being you, the guest on Some Call Me Tim today everybody go out this weekend see some live comedy and uh, go like True Hustle on Facebook and add them on Instagram and Twitter and everything yeah. else yep yep check us out yeah, truehustleentertainment.com and uh, True Hustle Entertainment on Instagram True Hustle ENT on Twitter and True Hustle Entertainment on Facebook. And then again, we're Monday through Friday at the Brainwash. So come on through. Uh, and Thursday's our big night. Yeah, then, Thursday's your uh, big I'll night. Be, I'll be at Milk Bar on Friday with the hashtag Hello Funny Crew hosting that. So uh, And it's going to be Motown afterwards. So I'm going to wear my uh, Stacey Adams. <laughs> you always look classy. Uh, and see me at the Brainwash. I'm going to be leaving Mutiny Radio. We're all doing other people's yeah. rooms. It's totally funny. Yeah. We're doing like some white elephant room yeah. exchange. <laughs> That's so Spiegelman will be on my show. I'll be on Anthony's show. Yeah. And Anthony will be on Stroy's show. Yeah, Stroy's yeah. probably at the punchline. Yeah. Who knows where anybody is? Yeah. But good stuff. Um, so it, thanks again. And uh, enjoy Mutiny Radio. Join True True Hustle. Bye. My peg leg on it. Or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District where you can laugh off your tushy for me fun. $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. for a personal injury lawyer in San Francisco, look no further than Francis J. Shaheda. Mr. Shaheda did an amazing job with my case. First, he informed the courts about my case that had not been scheduled or submitted yet, 
despite the language on the citation. I was so confused and afraid of the legal system, but he did it all for me. He communicated promptly via email with any of my questions. I was afraid of an enormous fine for a small infraction, as well as a criminal offense on my record, but he spoke to the DA to have my case removed from criminal court and put into the community court system. I am so overwhelmingly happy with the results he generated and would recommend him to anyone with legal issues. This is a personal first-person narrative because Francis J. Shaheda helped me personally, helped Mutiny Radio go to him for personal injury issues. You can email him at www.personalinjuryattorneyfjs.com. Again, the law office of Francis J. Shaheda in San Francisco. an underground space for an event? Look no further than MutinyRadio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsadai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be like in front of an audience, like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. 